Hello and welcome to another episode of Powerful Conversations. I am your host, Noed, and in this week's episode, let's talk about confident joy. Stay tuned. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode five. I'm very pumped, very excited, and I have a lot of joy in my heart because this is episode five and Although it may not seem like a big deal, guess what? I have beat a statistic. So I don't know if y'all knew, but most podcasts really don't make it. About only 20% of the ones that are launched make it quote unquote far or are quote unquote successful, which I have yet to find what are the parameters for determining whether a podcast is successful or not not here or there, but typically the very new podcasts tend to die within the first month of being launched. I do one of these a week. Therefore, this means I have beat that statistic. So if you remember from episode one, I was very apprehensive. I was really scared. I cannot even begin to explain the nerves of having clicked that record button and that publish button. And the tears that I shed, just feeling emotional when I did click those buttons. So this is why it's so important to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit and do things afraid. Do things even though you are scared, even though you are nervous and may not feel capable. Just get to it. Um, With that said, along with the joy My vision for this platform has expanded. I do have moments where I'm like, God, am I going to run out of scripture to to talk about and powerful conversations to discuss with the audience here? But I quickly shut that down. You know, this will end when God says it'll end. And, you know, we'll know when the time is. So as of right now, we're just getting started. But my vision has definitely expanded. I'm already envisioning um, episode 100. So I'm speaking that into existence. We'll see you at episode 100, which at the rate, I don't know if you're good at math or not, but um, at the rate that I'm going and publishing one a week, we're looking almost into two years and that is okay. So we're going to, we're going to be led by God. All right. With that said, always as a reminder, if you if you are enjoying this and you are receiving, if you are being fed through the word of God via this platform, because this is not me, this is, we're discussing the word of God, period. We're expanding or further expanding um, our understanding on the word of God. We're just together reading scripture, and chatting about it. If you are being fed the word of God in a profound way via this platform, do not hoard spiritual food for yourself. Go ahead and share it with people. Share it with with family members, with friends. Send them the link. Um, And I encourage you to, if you don't know how Google it, it's very hard to, (laughs) to explain especially because everybody has different devices and that sort of thing. But please share with others. All right. Without further ado, 
let's jump into the word. So today's powerful conversation is going to be based on John chapter 3. We're going to go from verse 22 and read all the way to verse 29. And as a reminder, I will be reading off of the New Living Translation. And it says, Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there, baptizing people. At this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Anon, or it could be Enon, near Salem, because there was plenty of water there, and people kept coming to him for baptism. This was before John was thrown into prison. A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. And everybody is going to him instead of us. John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. Wow. I mean, if this hasn't had, if this doesn't have you jumping for joy, hopefully by the end of this, it will. But before we start to dissect what we just read, I want to talk about and go over some facts about the about John the Baptist. If you've been in church a minute, um, I ask a little patience. Just keep in mind that not everybody here may be well versed in the word and may be new to Christ. So let's discuss who John the Baptist was. So John was the cousin of Jesus. Um, Jesus was born to Mary, as we know, who was cousins with a lady named Elizabeth. And John was a miracle baby of sorts. So Elizabeth and her husband, Zacharias, they actually could not have kids. So they were older, more grown folks. Um, And Zacharias used to be a priest. There's this, you know, and i Forgot to jot down exactly where in the passage it is, but you can Google this as well. Um, The story as to how John came to be, um, the prophecy over John's birth came to be, it's a huge thing. Interesting story. In fact, his dad could not speak until he was born. So I highly encourage you to look that up and give it a read. But yes, John was a miracle baby um, that was born to Zacharias and Elizabeth. Another fact about John is that he actually knew Jesus before he was born. Um, So you can read that in Luke chapter 1, verse 41. There is this encounter where John's mom, Elizabeth, comes out to greet Mary, Jesus's mom, and John just feels Jesus and starts moving and swirling 
inside his mother's belly and his mom is like, hey, blessed be Mary, um, this child move in, moved in my belly and, you know, just had a beautiful scene. Um, so yeah, he, as a fetus in his mother's womb, he had already felt the presence of Jesus and knew who he was. Amazing. In addition to that, John had a powerful ministry. So he was baptizing people and speaking against evil. The word of God says in Matthew chapter three, verse four, and I quote as follows. It says that John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts, which are these bugs and ate wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all of the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. So again, a very powerful ministry. And last but definitely not least on this list of facts, he had the wonderful privilege of baptizing Jesus. Huge deal. Um. But yeah, that's it about John. Now back to the verse. Um, we start. We start the scripture here. We started in chap in chapter three, verse twenty-two. However, if you again want to give it a read, you can read verses one through twenty-one, where Jesus has this conversation with a guy named Nicodemus. Another powerful conversation, but. There's this whole narration and these things that were said back and forth. But after that conversation, as we read, Jesus and his disciples left town. They went into the countryside. But just because they had left town didn't mean that they were going to stop doing ministry work. They actually, as we read, were baptizing people. And then on a whole completely different area, and I try to get the distance, but I really... It was very hard. I'm not very good with distances and mileage and kilometers and that sort of thing. But distance wise, um, it appeared pretty significant, at least to me in the map. John was doing was doing a similar thing. He was, again, baptizing people. And then as we just read, he was there because there was plenty of water there, which side note. I highly recommend when you all read the word of God, if there's something, try not to just read it and boom, be intrigued. Like, where was this town? What does this town look like? You know, and we've got our buddy Google where we can look up some images, maps, that sort of thing. Um, And there were a lot of, in this town, there were a lot of quote unquote pools, which are natural pools where, I can see why John would have said, you know what, we're, let's go baptize here. Um, it was like a prime location. So he was doing his thing there. Now, John too had disciples, so he had a crew. And it says, as we just read, that his disciples started having a debate. Although other versions say that he, they were having a argument. So needless to say, this was not a... <laughs> This was not a polite debate. They were really bickering. Um, I guess that's the term we could use. They were bickering with a Jew. Back in the day, 
um, the term quote unquote, the Jews were typically used to refer to a local religious leader. But the fact that they're just referring to a Jew, it leads to believe that this is just one person. And it so happens to be a religious leader. Now, scholars, scholars like to spread a little rumors and some of them actually think that this might have been Nicodemus that they were bickering with. I don't know. I mean, I I can't say one way or another or may have an opinion on that. But nonetheless, they were having a debate with this Jew, a.k.a. a religious leader. Now, what I find kind of interesting here is that let's take a look here hold on is that after after these disciples finished speaking with this Jew they head on over to John with this drama this negativity these rumors um just kind of essentially to bring down the morale or really go into the the mental mindset of complaint. Really, that's what they were doing. So when it goes, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan, the one you identified as the Messiah. I don't know about you guys, but that to me has a hint of sass in that comment. Like the one that you said was anointed, the one you claim was this and that. He's also he's also baptizing people and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. So they're approaching John with this negativity. And there's a lot in that comment besides the sass. These folks went into generalizing, generalization. Keep in mind, we just finished reading that. Guess what? John, too, was baptizing. People were coming to him in this town. Jesus was also doing the same thing on a whole completely different area. Wasn't even in the neighborhood. They were both in ministry doing the work of God. Both doing the same thing with the same purpose, the same intention. But now these people are coming over to John with rumors and gossip, bringing that drama and that commotion to him. Talk about everybody's going to him. You said he was anointed. This is the guy you recommended. When it's like, hold up. You can't say everybody is going to Jesus because clearly there, there had to have been people that were still going to John for the baptism. And I think it's important to realize here that <laughs> you just cannot listen to everybody. But I think I think you listeners already know that and are pretty smart about it. You just can't listen to everybody's generalization, you know, like, oh, no one is, no one is supporting us. No one is um, on our side. Just using generalization terms, just try to stay away from them. Whether you're having some self-talk or talk with other people, Try to remove that from conversation. And it is very hard to do. Like you have to be very intentional. So even if you're, let's say, having a a disagreement with a spouse or your children, never say things like, you never listen to me because that's not true. 
Like everybody is talking about us. That's not true. That's not everybody. So generalizing generalization terms are just not true. That is just how we implode our own worlds inside of our own heads. Okay. Now in verse 27, I got to love John's response to this because it let me know this man knew exactly what his calling was. And he was just confident as heck. I mean, if he wasn't, he certainly didn't show it. But he talked about how God is the one who gives all things to us from heaven. So he says no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. So really, we have no reason to boast in our abilities, is my opinion. So if you are amazing at whatever you do, that's great. That is great. God has deposited great talent into your life. But guess what? That came from God. That is not something to really be boast about and be cocky in such an arrogant way that is non-productive in the kingdom of God. It just really is not. Okay. And in addition to that, we've talked about this in prior episodes we are all born with purpose. We're not empty vessels. We all have a calling. We all have a purpose. So we need to be confident in that purpose. So the definition of confident, it is a state of feeling certain about the truth of something. So if you are confident in God and that God has something that is for you, a unique purpose for your unique life, you ought to be confident in that. We can't be comparing to somebody else's ministry, to somebody else's career, somebody else's business. Like We just cannot do that. Because first and foremost, as we just read, all the talent that you have, all of the mobilities that you have, all that purpose and that calling, that all comes from God, okay? He's the one that handed purposes and callings out. So we ought to be confident in that. So I love that John realized and recognized his mission and his purpose. And guess what? He reminded these disciples that by saying, I, you know, you yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. So he didn't start comparing his ministry to Jesus because he already knew in his heart, hey, I'm not the Messiah. Jesus is. He's going to have a whole completely different path than I do, a whole completely different following than I do. It is just a whole thing thing you know because sometimes we feel like and I do see this a lot even in the career world where everybody tends to try to go the same path and I know that that is the way we it is embedded in us especially in this country in the United States um, to where it's like you go to school get good grades graduate from high school make sure you do that with honors and 
you get to an amazing university that is very reputable and you make sure you do amazing at that, get your degree from there, get an amazing career and work that the rest of your life until you retire. Well, guess what? That's not the path for everybody. Um, Some may go to technical colleges. Others may not go to colleges at all. They may just go into straight into entrepreneurship, may go into becoming travelers, go into just going straight into the workforce um, by their own choice and so forth. So there is more than one path to success. And guess what? It is the same thing in ministry as well. It is the same thing in anything. Everybody's got a different path. So I love that John was super confident in knowing like, yo, um, me and Jesus, we, we don't have the same, the same ministry path. We don't have the same calling. And I've told you guys, guys, this very plainly. Therefore, he did not allow having that confidence allowed for him to not be phased about the whole, oh, quote unquote, everyone is going to Jesus to be baptized and not us. Woohoo. No, he's like, listen, I already told you guys, I'm not the Messiah. All right. <laughs> like, what? why are we getting upset about this? And I love how he moved into this amazing analogy, which is so interesting to me that this is the analogy he used even way back when. I didn't realize they were bridesmaids and bridesgrooms um, for weddings. I thought this was like a modern thing, you know, where you have the groomsmen standing next to the groom at the altar waiting for the bride to come down the aisle. But no, it says it is the bridegroom who marries the bride, so the groom. And the bridegroom's friends, so the groomsmen, who is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Because can you imagine a groomsman standing beside the groom, just sitting there lamenting, why isn't me getting married? This could have been me. That's just awful. Like, (laughs) you just can't do that. In other words, I'm going to stand there. I'm going to be supportive of your ministry. I'm going to be supportive of your your business, your career, whatever project you have going on. Like, that's what I'm talking about, John. John really, he, this was a powerful conversation because he really set the tone of, we cannot be hating on other people's successes and advances, just being secure into one another. So... As I've mentioned before, one of the things that we have to do is we need to at least try to have an inkling or start heading in the direction of our purpose via prayer, first and foremost, and self-evaluation and self-development. So whether those are books, um, conferences, etc., however it is you're doing or just practicing the thing that you want to do. So whether it's a sport, um, a hobby, etc. You know, you're you're doing your thing. You're you're in your purpose. You're in your lane. Another thing 
is that we need to stop the whole comparison thing. And I know, I know it's human nature to want to do that. Um, it just naturally happens. Um, and just to give you all an example. So I'm a person that I do I have a lot of different projects. So it's not just the podcast. I actually have a page called the auto insurance lady. And it is something that I'm working on developing over time. It's going to take some social establishing some social media presence where I teach uh, I teach everyday folks concepts of auto insurance, uh, my regular day job, um, how I make a living as of right now is working in the auto insurance industry. And I have done that for many, many years. And one thing has remained consistent is me seeing that people pay so much money towards auto insurance, but nobody understands how it works or even understands what they have as far as coverage, right? Well, here I was thinking, well, I'm unique. Uh, Nobody else out there is doing this and I'm here all happy and whatever, (laughs) which for the most part, there's really not anyone doing this out there. But I had come across um, this one page online where the lady, although she, the purpose of her page was to sell insurance, her content online had to do with, you know, like she was teaching people auto insurance concepts and my flesh instantly went into comparison mode. Like, oh my goodness, no, she's doing the same thing. And like her videos are kind of cooler and they're better. And I don't know, look at the lighting is, is it's better than mine. Like I went into comparison mode, but I had to, and the keyword here, and you all may hear me say this a lot, is intentionality. We have to tell ourselves, listen, stop it. You need to stop it. And that's what I have to do. It's like, no, I no, stop it. If she's doing her thing on her little, on her corner of the internet, on her corner of Instagram, that is fine. Use that as inspiration. Now we're not going to copy people because we got to be ourselves. Her, her calling and her charm and what her seasoning, what she can contribute is not going to be the same as mine. I got my own spice and she's got her own. And that's great because we are unique. We were formed in a unique way. So I have to intentionally, until it becomes a habit, to tell myself, yeah, we're not, we're not going to observe people to compare or bring them down or yourself down. No, we are going to, you know, whether we follow social media or we read a book. We're using that for inspiration. Okay, homegirl is posting every day. That's encouraging. That is encouraging. You know, I may not post every day, which I do, but (laughs) at least most days. But I'm going to use that as inspiration to keep going forward. So if so-and-so, if you're selling a product and you see somebody else having the same thing, don't stop and don't open your business just because somebody else is already doing it. If that's your calling and you've prayed about it and you feel the timing is right and you're, you've done the practical steps because, hey, we got to have faith, right? And God do the prayer, but we're also going to be practical about certain things. Like we're going to prepare and we're going to provide excellence. 
while we're sticking to our length, we're going to provide excellence. We're not going to get sloppy here. So if you feel like it's time, you know, I'm doing this business or I'm doing the thing, I'm making the moves that I need to make, guess what? Stick to your lane and focus, all right? But when you observe other people doing that same thing, don't panic and close the shop. It's it's okay. And I don't know. I feel like somehow I'm speaking to an entrepreneur out there. It is okay. You got your own thing. Don't Don't worry about it. Now, don't start hating on the other person. Just use it as inspiration. Network. Um, pick each other's brains. Like you, you, you'd be surprised. It is okay. Um, so, another way that we can do that too, um, especially if you're on social media, listen. Go ahead and like their stuff on purpose. Share the stuff. Show the love. Show the support. A lot of the analytics behind the scenes, it really boosts posts and, and can really get to people. Um, all that helps, you know, whether you're you're supporting by buying the product, showing up at their launch event, showing up at their marketing event. It is perfectly okay to be confident. To be confident in your lane and your purpose. So as we have observed here, John was super confident in his calling. And then he says, therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. Boom. That is the lesson. That to me, I I almost got goosebumps. Not almost. I got goosebumps when I read that because he's like, I'm going to tell (laughs) y'all. Jesus got his thing. I'm just happy to be here. I am I a I have joy, which is a genuine feeling of of happiness. Essentially, he is genuinely happy at Jesus's success. Um and that is phenomenal. That that right there is it shows emotional maturity. Emotional intelligence. And if you're not familiar with this term, please, please, I highly encourage you to look into it. De- how to develop emotional intelligence. Um, and John, to me, it showed he clearly had it. And I may quote this a lot, even to myself. Hey, therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. I, I'm going to rejoice when I see friends and family members succeeding at their projects, succeeding in ministry, I will rejoice. And we have to really, really get into that mindset. Um, but yeah, that I, I, I don't know. I'm still in awe at that, at that sentence. Therefore I am still filled with joy at his success. Okay. But to summarize here, um, get to know, um, as I mentioned earlier, get to know your purpose in prayer, understand that the purpose and talents and capabilities come from God. You need to have also a confidence that no one can take away your purpose because it was handed to you. So let's focus and stay in our lane. And do the best that we can with what we've got in providing excellence and let's stop comparing ourselves to others. 
Also, tune out the noise. John had to do it with his disciples who came over to him with nonsense and kind of like to stir the pot. Essentially could have killed his confidence, right? And his joy for Jesus, but it didn't. So tune out the noise. Tune out those who who really try to stir that pot for you and try to be like, oh, well, so-and-so's daughter. No, like you, you need to tune it out. And be happy for others. So be happy when you see your friend's um, business expanding, when you see a friend's ministry growing. Let's be genuinely happy. It may take a minute and that's okay. Because your instinct, remember our instinct, our carnal instinct is to compare and to start hating. That is sad, but that's a fact. Like we just go into that. So in that moment, just stop yourself and say, mm, no, no flesh. We're going to be happy. We are going to be happy. And we're going to support them. And we're going to show all the love because my lane is my lane and my purpose is my purpose. Amen. Well, my listeners, I know this was lengthier than usually my <laughs> other episodes here. So if you're still listening, thank you so very much. I highly encourage you this week to just dive deep into the word. I mean, I'm not saying pull out the dictionaries and I mean, you can, (laughs) but just take the moment to, to enjoy the word, you know, like try reading a chapter or like a book that you've never read before. Get curious, like, Hmm, I wonder what's in, what's in this corner of the Bible. You, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Um, but yeah, meditate on this. Encourage, I encourage you to meditate on this. And let's start implementing those habits about being joyous for other people. And start having the right conversations, remember, with God. Start having the right conversation with yourself and other people. Because remember, we can build or destroy worlds with conversations So let's make them count. Take care.